Welcome back to Daily DVR. Got a great episode today. It's Friday. There's been a lot of news this week. So I'm having an old friend and podcaster, Julian from Tower of Babel, on to chat about the news. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, you can head on over to DVRpodcast.com. We're covering Rabbit Hole. We're covering Yellow Jackets. We've been doing Succession on Mondays with Andy. We had Gina. This Monday, Mike from One Mike, the YouTube channel, is coming on to talk about Succession as well. So check out all our stuff at DVRpodcast.com. You can also head over to Patreon.com slash DVR, just like Lady Pris, Ian, Emily, So many of our newest patrons, we love you. Thank you for joining up. You know, you keep the lights on for us, and we really do appreciate it. And of course, all the old heads, the OGs, like Bill Kava, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, We do appreciate that. Patreon.com slash DVR. So let's get into it. Julian, Let me say hello to you. Please tell us all the wonderful things you're doing at Tower of Babel and how people can find you and listen to all your pods just like I do. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, It's good to be here as always. Uh, Always enjoyable to be on another show. I I don't get to do it as often as I'd like, so it's uh, it's always nice when you reach out. Uh, Yeah, so towerofbabel.ca is the best place to find it. We do two kind of main things there. We cover uh, the the news, quote-unquote, film and television news, uh, it's it's pretty selective. We kind of cover the biggest stuff. We do a lot of concentration on kind of the what is happening with this Warner Brothers situation, which we'll be talking about today. Um, that's been obviously top of mind a lot. Um, but we also just covered uh, and reviewed the Mario movie. That was lovely. Yeah. Um, and uh, we try to just keep up, you know, bi-weekly basically on those new shows. And then we also do another series called Small Screen Star Wars. Um, and you can find that at the same website. And that is where, as the name implies, we cover Star Wars on the small screen, uh, which is where it lives these days, um, as you probably have noticed. There, They did announce new movies at Star Wars Celebration last weekend, but uh, who knows if those will ever be made because they keep announcing movies and then canceling <laughs> them. So, so well, I, I, I will hold out hope that these ones will actually be made. But uh, yeah. until then, we'll continue to cover, um, you know, we're doing... Uh, full breakdowns of The Mandalorian right now. We also did full breakdowns of The Bad Batch Season 2. Yeah. Actually, The Bad Batch Season 1 and Season 2. They announced that Season 3 will be the final season for The Bad Batch. So if you are a fan of the Star Wars animation as much as I am, it's a uh, really fun to kind of break those down. I really think they're doing some great work. I have to evangelize the the Star Wars animation stuff. It doesn't get as much love as the live action stuff does. So, um, yeah, you can find all that at towerbabble.ca and follow us on Twitter at towerbabblecast. Uh, and all that fun stuff. So yeah, happy to be here. Awesome, baby. Yes, I am a fan. Listen to the pods. And you know, I don't watch um, the Bad Batch, yeah, even though be. I should. I should. Um, should be. It's so good. But I know what happened because I listen to your Mando. You do them both, <laughs> right? And yes. I end up hearing about what's going on, and I'm like, I gotta watch this. You know, sometimes for me. The um, the Star Wars cartoons, one of the reason is because I think I accept the action better in live action than in cartoon sure. form. So I like the cartoons when it's not cartoony, if that makes sense. 
Sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, but I do appreciate that the Star Wars ones in particular, and I've seen a lot of the Clone Wars, some of the episodes don't have big action scenes. And then some of them, that's the whole episode. Yeah. Um, a lot easier to draw the action, the bad, you know. The Bad Batch is pretty balanced. And, and really, like, I think it's it's kind of hitting... Lucasfilm animation is really hitting their stride at this point. The quality of the animation is really next level. Um, it's it, like the the dynamic lighting they're using and the, the 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 scoring that they're getting from Kevin Kiner, who's been around since Clone Wars, is like truly impressive stuff. Kevin Kiner, by the way, who's going to get to score that uh, that Dave Filoni uh, Star Wars film. Nice. So good for him. But yeah, it's it's really it's it's you know in terms of if you're missing that feel of of Star Wars from from that era. Uh, the prequel era, um, you'll get a lot of those feels, but they, they because of the s setting for the Bad Batch, which is set uh, just after episode three at the rise of the Empire, it, it has a lot more hooks into things like Andor, um, which feel yeah. a little bit weightier. And the, the the kind of the the stakes are much higher. Obviously, these characters are, you know, we don't know the fates of these characters, and, and that adds a lot of... Um, gravitas it, it is real i mean i truly think it's some of the best star wars stuff out there right now uh, especially with mando this season being a little bit uh bumpy so yeah again i just i will <laughs> given any opportunity i will evangelize that and of course if you want to help better understand kind of contextualize it with the rest of star wars you can follow our podcast and we we do that yeah baby all right yeah i'm, I'm liking mando but you know we talked last week, Andy and I, about Star Wars, and it's funny. We said the same thing. The first thing we kept on, and we kept on saying it, like, if these ever happen, these movies, you know, let's yep. talk about them without really knowing if it's going to happen because they've announced, like, eight other ones. And the other ones have become, some of the ones you thought were something different have become something else, and it, it can become a little bit confusing. But um, I... Uh, I do dig all, all the, I dig the Mando stuff. I could just watch a show if it was just called Star Wars, you know? I kind of like that it sure. doesn't have a point. I actually like that. It just kind of, yeah, it, you know, it go it meanders, then it finds a reason to live for a couple episodes, then it kind of mm -hmm. meanders a little, you know? I, I kind of dig it. It feels much more, it's kind of true to life, right? Yeah. I mean, not every day you wake up with a, a mission <laughs> that uh, that drives your whole existence, right? So, I true. mean, I think that part of it is, it is designed a little bit like those old serials. So there is yes. an element of yep. it being standalone from episode to episode from time to time. And that's not, not always the case. And modern TV watching audiences are just not really trained to, to watch shows like that anymore. So um, it can feel very kind of directionless. And I think that those criticisms are relatively fair for this season. But overall, I think, you know, the individual moments of those episodes themselves are pretty great. There's, it, that's not entirely true. I don't love every episode this season. Um, and I do kind of wish that they kind of maybe paced it a little differently. But, you know, by the time we got to this penultimate episode, this, you know, second to the last episode for uh, season three here, I mean, it's really hit a stride. So next week, I think it's probably going to be pretty intense. And then hopefully we don't have to wait another two years for another eight episodes. Yeah, we'll see. It's a lot, you know. Um, mm -hmm. speaking of a lot, let's, let's transition into kind of what, uh, I had approached you said, Hey, come on the sure. pod. Let's talk about this HBO stuff because it's interesting. And I know that you all used to cover game of Thrones, um, of course, yep. Westworld, 
for like one or two seasons did you do we covered it for the first season and then the season two was so bad that you know but you know we just couldn't get to find the time you really oh, no. needed to Uh-oh. you just really needed to to like dig in on that show and the season yeah. the first season is the best season of that show and it's not even close so you know um I might do I regret not finishing that? Not necessarily because the show is not even yet to finish. You know, they got canceled before I know. it got to end. Yes. So. Westworld yeah. is a I have to say that I was a season two fan. Um I actually really enjoyed it. Though I mean it was very twisty and heady and I kind of got more into that than the show itself, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? You it's better than season three. I'll give yes. you that. Well, yeah, right. I think that it went in a different direction and don't don't bet that that's dead by the way because uh, well we'll we'll see they now that it's going to pop up on their free or ad for free uh what do they call it their fast station yes something if people start watching free, it supported yeah yeah if people start watching it they might be like let's do a movie even though i think that if you did stick it out to the end i think that the la- that it and it it's, did yeah. end, you know. It what has I mean? a fine. It, yes. it, its finale is like pretty. It it it's open enough that you could say, okay, I could see this as an ending. Ultimately, right. it doesn't really close the loop on everything. So now nah, they know, went in a different direction. You know, I, yeah. they should have went to space, but that's just me. I think everything should go to space. <laughs> sure, why not? Fa- yeah. Just like the Fast and the Furious, they're like, we went to space. No, you kind of got out like a little bit into orbit. I want to see Fast I and mean, Furious with aliens and or something. You know, I don't know if I'm there yet. They did, they did go to space. I'll give them that. I mean, they basically. Uh, I mean, I don't know what yeah, else I, they could. You're do. right. That's. Tr- I guess they did go to space, but I really wanted to see like space stations crashing into each other. Oh, and- you wanted like. Uh- Moonraker meets yes, uh, gravity perfect. meets Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yes, there's a there is a actually a movie on Netflix called The Wandering Earth that was written by the Never same guy who did the Three Body Problem series, and it's insane. And if that is what I would want out of Fast and Furious, that is a okay. very fun movie if you get a chance to watch it. It's just it's like they're basically pushing the Earth. And it's just when the sun dies out, the people of Earth build giant thrusters to yes. take the planet out of orbit yes. and sail it to a new star system. After yep. twenty five hundred years, young people continue the fight for everyone's survival. It's, Interesting. I mean, it's insane. It's kind of a extremely high concept sci fi, which is yeah. you know my favorite kind. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. It'd be a fun one. Um, but yes, HBO Warner Brothers made the big announcement mm-hmm. this week. Um, you know, for a while. We, we went through the whole thing and you talked about it a lot on your pod where HBO was going, was taking films, going straight, ripping them from the theater, putting them right on streaming during COVID to try to pump yep. HBO Max. Then there was this merger with Discovery. And now what we're going to get essentially is a new thing called just Max that mm-hmm. blends all of Warner Brothers from the cartoons to Discovery Channel, HGTV, ID, Discovery, um, to all the HBO stuff. And let's not forget, there was always a difference between HBO proper and HBO Max, right? Like there were yep. shows that just existed on HBO Max that were not quote unquote HBO. Um, first off, my question for you is 
what do you think of this name dropping the HBO supposedly because it appeals to a certain more adult uh, genre of people, I guess, group of people than Max, which makes me think of Skinamax. I think a lot of people yeah. think of Skinamax. Yes. I don't know how Max I don't is think, better. To be fair, I don't think young people think that as much. I think that is more of a... Uh, a holdover yeah, that's from true. the 90s. That is you know? true. Skinamax is not, has not been a thing for a while. Actually, I think Showtime has more porn stuff than Cinemax or HBO yeah. anymore. But what do you think of this name? What do you think of this, Max? Well, I got to be honest with you. I think it's pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think that... So here's the quote from... Um, I think this is uh, J.P. Parent, president, CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, saying, "We all love HBO and its brand that has been built over five decades to be the edgy, groundbreaking trendsetter in entertainment for adults. But it's not exactly where parents would most eagerly drop off their kids. Fair enough, but kids aren't buying or paying for streaming services. So, you know, they're they're really kind of, in my opinion, um, cutting off their nose to spite their face. Is to, which is to say that." Well, HBO doesn't appeal to everybody. It only it, it it you know it signifies you know quality content and and their belief is that it signifies adult content, um, and so they're saying, well, we don't want to be associated with that. We want people to think of us as everything, and you know yes. the the, yep. like you know, the jack of all trades, master of none type of mentality. Yeah, but Netflix doesn't have you know they established a, a one singular brand already, right? No, um, I agree. I think it's I think so, it's a yeah. I think it's um kind of uh they put themselves in kind of a catch 22 with the way that they're positioning that because they claim that the reason why it's good to mix all this stuff is because they want to compete with something like a netflix or even sure. amazon but the truth is is that i found hbo max to be more their categories were much better than Netflix's or Amazon's or Apple's or any of the streaming services, honestly. And I think by yeah. doing this, they're taking a step back to being a hodgepodge. You know, they're going to try to be more like, I bet, that the new um, UI user interface is going to look a lot more like Disney+. Plus. Where you yeah, probably right yeah. up front, HBO, Warner Brothers cartoon, Discovery, HGTV, right? Like that kind of thing. That's going to be mm -hmm. the first thing that you're kind of faced with. So perhaps what they're saying now is going to be a little bit diff. You know, the, the guys with the ties that get up there and talk, things change once the people who are doing it start doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so, you know, to play devil's advocate, I think there is brand confusion when you mm -hmm. say this is an HBO show, but not an HBO Max show, exactly. or this is an yep. HBO Max show, not an HBO show. I think that is, or I think that Warner is Warner Brothers, so, you know? Yeah. So I, th you know, so is the answer just to go to Max? No, I don't think so. But I mean, I can understand going away from just using HBO as, you know, as a key part of the brand, but I just think that this decision seems a bit weird. I mean, um, I personally haven't had the ability to ever surf HBO Max because as a Canadian, we get all of our HBO content delivered to us through a uh, uh, like a local um, affiliate, basically. So they, we, they use uh, Bell Media, the licenses their content, and they have their own streaming service called Crave, which 
to be completely honest, is an absolute piece of junk. Like, it's the worst. It's so bad. And, you know, so we have to deal with that just to get, you know, HBO content. It has improved over time, but it's, like, painful. So, you know, my hope is that, you know, if this is something that they're committed to in the long term, that this is something that will finally reach Canada. So that's a selfish position for me that I would I like believe to that that's content directly. I, you know what, Julian? You bring up a great point, and I, I should always – you know, realize that you're in a different country than me. So saying Um, (laughs) things are different. Um, I do believe that another part of this, I don't have uh, a direct link or anything or quote was to unify it internationally as well because of the exact thing that you're talking about where think where they had sold off rights to shows similarly to how on Netflix, you know, a lot of people ended up watching like Dexter on Netflix because nobody yep. was watching Showtime anytime. So a lot of Breaking people. Breaking Bad, same thing. Exactly. Yeah. They think mm-hmm. Breaking Bad is a Netflix show, uh, you know? So I think the H Warner Brothers and Discovery, the this behemoth wanted to roll that back and be more yeah. like a Netflix where it's similar in different countries or Disney Plus where it's more even, but they have a little bit different because you had that star thing that right which has yeah, like so a Disney adult. plus star which is our replacement for hulu because we yes. don't have hulu yep. so yeah that's kind of where they have the hulu content but i mean even i mean so it's not perfect i mean here's the thing though they talk out of one side of their you know, both sides of their mouth because they could say that they want to unify this stuff bring all the max content into one place and then have everyone in the world you know subscribe you know your guys's top tier is 19.99 a month those ours will probably be 30 you know uh 29.99 a month because it's always more expensive for some reason and the other thing is they, you know, for a show like um, that new animated Batman series that they're uh, they have in development that was potentially going to be canceled when they did the merger. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, no, 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 we're not canceling it. It's the you know it's the the spiritual successor to Batman the animated series, which is you know an Emmy award winning um, you know animated series from the '90s. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to make this new one, but they're leasing it. You know, they're selling that series to Amazon, so Amazon is going to be the one that's airing that show, mm. even though it's developed by Warner Brothers. So. You know, yeah. it's a they're kind of they're kind of playing all you know both games. Um, well, they got if it, I think they can make more money from it. They're going to do it because that's the that's bottom line in all of this. That's literally all they care about. Yeah. At this point, Warner Brothers is just a machine designed to um, solve their debt problem, which is really a backwards way of <laughs> yeah. approaching content. Um, but. You know, who am I? Just a cynical uh, podcaster over here. Well, but this is true. This is true for everything. Look at Netflix. There's 350 million people in America. 250 million of them subscribe to Netflix, but that's not good enough for Wall Street. There must be perpetual growth. And so they don't even get me started. Yeah. So they mess with everything and they, they cancel this, they do this. The idea that anyone, this is one of the things that always on the internet both saddens me and also makes me just a little annoyed sometimes, which is the idea that, yeah, people who are creating things have to be invested in it. I think directors, most often writers, directors are the people invested in story, not actors and such. They'll go on to their next role. But whenever the suits are up, man, they're just bullshitting. You know what I'm saying? Like they're... They, they, when, when it's concurrent, that quality can also reach a wide audience. That's great. But a lot of times the point to reach the wide audience, as we're seeing 
with you're talking about Super Mario Brothers now the the like the biggest animated film ever in the history of the world is Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because why? Cuz people now films are spectacle, right? Like it's a thing to do. It's and and it, it's things have kind of changed, right? Like we've seen that where the real quality in storytelling is on television with longer series. That's why a lot of directors have well, moved yeah. actors, all that, right? It's, Hey, we're going to talk about it right now with, in, in a bit after the, after the business stuff with Harry Potter and true detective and Duncan egg, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. mm-hmm. all that, but you talked a little bit about the pricing. This is what I thought was kind of interesting. There's three different pricing that they've announced now. Um, Max ad light, where I guess you get some, you get ads, two concurrent streams. So two people in the house or with the password can watch it mm-hmm. at the same, I guess, is this their way of password not being like it, Netflix going it's, after it's password? Their password sharing. They're saying two yeah. concurrent streams. They have, I mean, I don't think there's, I don't, I can't tell here if they're making a statement on whether or not that has to be within a household or not. Like Netflix probably decided that, that was a good idea yeah. and then walked back on, by the way, I'll mention that. So, Netflix decided they were going to implement the password sharing clock, you know, crackdown yeah. in Canada shortly after the announcement that they that they were like, oh no no, this wasn't supposed to be for U.S. Don't don't listen to that. And then they rolled it out in Canada immediately after. And then, by the way, so I you know I I am the beneficiary of a password share. My parents pay for it, and then m- me and my siblings and my grandparents all use the same account. And we pay the premium price, right? Pay for the 4K multiples you know all the multiple streams but again netflix felt that wasn't good enough um and uh you know i i basically my dad texted me like listen you're probably gonna lose your access to netflix we haven't lost our net we still have access to netflix they haven't they they threatened to do it and then they never did it um so i don't i don't know what that necessarily means i think that they maybe are feeling that they they made a mistake there but i think the the general sense from from community is that it's bad to do that so i don't think that you know hbo max as a or a max sorry as a new platform is going to want to get themselves caught up in that quagmire no. so yes i think is the answer that they'll 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 do this uh two concurrent streams at 15.99 and that you know that ad free at 15.99 and then add light at 9.99 i you know i do i am a little begrudged by this whole like bringing ads back into this whole thing I guess. Listen, if it's the only way that this yeah. the, the streaming stuff can survive, then you know whatever, it's coming, we'll man. It. Everything it's just so annoying. Why am I paying for it if I'm still getting ads? I just don't. I. It's know. very strange, and I I feel kind of like it's everything old is new again, and we're just going to go back to someone's going to come out with a box, and guess what? You have ads, and you bought, and you get all the channels for one price. So, you know, I mean, it just go. It's just. <laughs> Right. Messing. They there was also another announcement that came this week that um, Google for their Google TV is joining together eight hundred of those fast channels. And when we say fast, that's with that's basically the channels where you can watch free with ads. Free ad supported streaming television. There or you go. Ad supported, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Basically, yeah. Yep. And they're going to group eight hundred of them. 
So there are almost a thousand of these. And then charge you for it. Yeah. So so <laughs> yeah. it just goes to show you too. It's just because yeah. I think advertisers and men, you've seen it in podcasting where it got real hot and then it's, it's harder to find average. You listen to your, you, if you listen to some of your favorite bigger podcasts two years ago, they had like eight ad breaks. Now they have like one or two where they go and we'll be back after this. And then they come right back. That means that they didn't sell an ad people. <laughs> Whenever a podcast goes, we're going to be right there. You know, I listen to the show, the Lombardi line. They do that all the time. They'll be like, we'll be right back. And then the music plays and then they go, and we're back. And that means that they didn't sell an ad for that show. Well, it could it, be that they're just taking a bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> so, on our show, that's what it means. Um, yeah. But basically people are trying to figure out how to reach people, right? To get those eyes, to get that content. So they even, that's what I thought was interesting that they call it max ad light. And then the normal subscription, right? Which is if you have HBO in the U S on hmm. your Comcast direct TV, whatever you can log into HBO max, it will remain the same. You're still paying for this. It's the same price, 1599 a month, but now it's called max ad free. So even in the normal version, it mentions ads. <laughs> you well, yeah, don't get like, that's them. That's like a canary. That's a canary in the coal mine. Which is the, the moment that they remove that, yep. that that sentence, you know that ads are coming. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. so this is ad free, and then Max Ultimate ad free. Four concurrent streams, four K. That's another thing. Paying more money for four K. Yeah, I that also drives me absolutely it's, wild. It's, it's like it, what. Yeah. What just, I mean, is it, is it purely because it costs you more to stream it? I, it doesn't, I, but it doesn't I don't believe that, yeah. you know, 4k with Dolby Atmos, uh, HDR, right? Okay, cool. Uh, that does sound great. I, that's how I watch almost all my shows. If I have the option, of course, HDR on my yeah. fancy OLED television, but, um, I don't, this idea of charging premium to get access, Netflix does the same thing. It drives me, it drives me absolutely nuts. But the thing is, here's the thing, right? Most people don't know or don't care, and it's it's really only like a select few of cinephiles who are like, I want my HDR. Does this support Dolby or you know blah 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 blah? Most people don't know any of those things, um, so I think they understand that that four extra dollars a month is specifically to or five dollars extra a month is specifically to capture that high end market that is willing to pay for that. Well, the rest just don't give a shit. And, and also though, people who don't know what it means and thinks they should get the best. So they pay the extra $4 a month and they don't even have a 4k TV. Um, (laughs) which, right. And so I think that happens a lot too. And also what always happens in these situations is it's only like 10% of the content is 4k they say yes. something's 4K and it's not. They say something isn't 4K and it is. <laughs> like they never, they always fuck it up. Well, the other thing is, I think, and it just, which is that you're streaming this 4K content. It is being compressed, so you're not really getting true 4K it's, anyway. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 mostly just marketing. This is the argument I had for when I was taught video production and worked at a public access TV station forever. And I would set people's video and they'd blah, 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 you know, like it's, it's in, in order to have something all the way through the line, 
the best way is for it to not include the internet or anything outside, right? Like you right. have something that plays a 4K disc, but we chain as when we rely on the company to deliver it to us correctly, it's often wrong. The other thing I thought yeah. was interesting about this, Julian, is for the max ad free, you get up to 30 offline offline downloads and for Max Ultimate, you get a hundred. So I guess this is for people who like to download a TV like series or something. Stuff, yeah. yeah, to their flight or for their kids or something. So I think it's sure. that there must be a lot more people. I don't do that that often. Me neither. But it's interesting. Netflix that, supports it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting. So the things that they highlight are the number of streams, the resolution, and the downloads. So that's interesting that that download is something that is a moneymaker or there is something that people use or are willing to pay for. Well, I mean, I get some at some point, what else do you have to put on that bulleted list? Right? <laughs> so it's like, you, I, I'm sure More they've done some sort Game of market of research. Yeah, exactly. Home of HBO, right? Or whatever. So it's like um, you could assume or i would assume that they've done some type of market research and trying to be like what are what do people when they're shopping for streaming services factor in do they okay so hd or 4k uh, how many concurrent streams can i have and how many offline downloads those must be quite high on their you know customer surveys of yes. what they yep. consider to be important and i think you know, or not they could have just made they could have just pulled that out of their butt i mean you know, that's right or you're right or they want to highlight it because they want to try to make it into a selling point where it's not you know they got right. some marketing thing that says people are offline downloads is is something that really sparks people's interest when they see it even if they don't understand it um I, well my, yeah i mean the the truth about this whole thing is it's like what the price and all this other stuff, it's just like this is another streaming service. They're trying to make this simpler than HBO Max was, but in the process, it they have to complicate. They have to go in and complicate it, right? HBO Max <laughs> didn't have three tiers like this. That's so, what they always do. Okay, you've, yeah. comp you've simplified the name, but you've overcomplicated everything else, and it doesn't help us, doesn't give us any more assurances that you're not going to just remove content from your library for any you know because you don't want to pay residuals or all these other you know kind of shady activities that that warner brothers is involved in now so you know it's just another streaming service it's got its own price tier it's pretty much in line with everything else they need to survive on their content that is always you know I, my opinion that is where you will live and die you know netflix is has sought a decline in viewership yeah, in part because they kept raising prices, but more probably because people weren't watching because the content they were putting out was bad. Yeah, and they, and they continue definitely. to put it. This is my, the my kind of the the final stand on Netflix, which is like, you know, there's one good show every three months on Netflix, maybe, right? And they and, are not as good as they they're not they're they they're admittedly not putting the money into things that they nope. used to, and nor the time or commitment. You have things like Cavill leaving The Witcher. And be that which is really strange, and then being replaced by the third best Hemsworth brother. Um, <laughs> I actually like. I like. No, I, I I'm like, just. I just like yeah. to make fun of the Hemsworths. Yeah. But um. Yeah. No. I agree. I. I think we had. We had it good. We'll look back at years of amazing shows from many different sources. All yeah. of a sudden, some so weird, many. 
that I think that thing, you know, that, and, and Hey, there's a potential writer strike coming up too, which is going to affect oh, okay. that. We're going to see a lot of things coming out that are not written so well, or just we're, pay the writers. I just don't understand. Like, don't let you saw what happened last time. The writers were on strike. We got things like transformers Two, And that movie is absolute <laughs> garbage. So well, yeah, don't just true. pay the writers. They, or so I don't know. I this is this is anytime there's a lockout or a strike, it's like it always comes down to someone in a suit being. Oh, I don't want to pay them more anymore. When they're you know sitting on a yacht, so you know pay the writers. That's what I that's what I think. All right. So speaking of content, what you know what is there anything from what they announced here that was yeah really exciting? We got a ton of stuff, baby. Yeah, there's a ton of content, man. Well, actually, there's one thing I wanted to say because I didn't get get a chance to say what I thought of the name. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. I think it's silly, too, because it's just like naming it plus, right? Like everything's plus, right? So it's yeah. kind of, I think also that it's silly that it you don't like HBO, but you like Max, which is sin- like, it's just, I think, honestly, and I've some places I've read have been, I guess, if you say brave enough or want to tread into these waters, which we're going to tread into a little talking about Harry Potter, which is the political stuff. But what I have inferred is that HBO is seen as more, uh, as they say, the uh, East or West Coast elite liberals, right? HBO <laughs> tends to be a lot more liberal in what they do. They always have. Yeah, like um, Yell Word and all all sorts of shows. They that do, are, I think, all the history, the documentaries, the shows they do, the representation that they've that they've represented or shown on the network. Especially, they got very a lot of the HBO Max shows too, and I I honestly think that they that's why they did it. That's my feeling. I feel that it's not because HBO is seen as adult. It's because HBO is seen as more liberal elite and they don't want to be seen that way. They wanted, you know, as they say in in America, the flyovers, they want to kind of cover everyone. And they, so they call it max, which I still think is silly because it makes me think of Cinemax, which is like much HBO is premiere, right? Like it's not TV, it's HBO. So I think they had the opportunity to just call it HBO. I, that's what I would. Yeah, they've done, always had but. that opportunity, and they've never they've never capitalized it. They even had, you remember when they had like HBO Plus? It was like yes, it was like HBO, HBO Go. But then the web version was different. Yeah, it was yes. an absolute nightmare. So they've never been able to get out of their own no. way. I really hope that that's not why you know what you mentioned wasn't the reason that they did it because we. I don't think need it is, that, but that's America, wars. man. It, you know, it, I don't, you know. But that's what happens, right? When you have a conservative in office, the they the places seem to tend more liberal because they think they're serving an aggravated energized audience when you have a liberal in office they go more center because they think that the people in the center and the right are more energized and willing to pay for something that appeals to them it's just dumb marketing right it's just the 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 way you know american spins round and round but let's talk more about that as we talk about the first, let's talk about some content, baby. The first announcement that everyone that had kind of leaked earlier 
um, is that they are now going to do a Harry Potter, Harry Potter TV show. Each season will be, uh, will be a, a corresponding to one of the books. So I guess, I don't know how many books there are, eight or 10. I think two, a uh, couple of them are really big, right? Like seven, okay. six. Anyway, they said it's going to take a decade. So I think the bigger ones are going to be two seasons. Um, so it's basically they're redoing the movies that were based on the books. They're also claiming that it's going to be more faithful and though it can be more faithful because it's a TV series, though my understanding is that the book, the movies are pretty faithful to the books, though I didn't read the Yeah, books. that's my understanding as well. There, you know, if you consider how when the first movie came out, you know, so that's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It was Stone, a long time. Right? It was like 20 years ago. That's 2001. So it's been over 20 years. Yeah. So am I, am I particularly, you know, chuffed? that they're remaking it. I don't have a close enough attachment to the series. That's to be what like, I wanted oh, to ask you. you yeah. How dare you touch that sacred, you know, the, <laughs> but I don't, you know, unlike Lord of the Rings, unlike Lord of the Rings, which I do think is untouchable. I think that, oh, be a, you know, okay. I, I, those films specifically, but, um, the Harry Potter movies, the first three are, are great. The rest are fine. Right. And, you know, they probably do. They probably could, use more character development and, and a little bit more, you know, of that, those slow moments that a television series will allow for, mm. but a decade is, is such a long time. <laughs> right. And, and here's the thing, right? Like the, you mentioned it before, you know, you don't want to get into the political side, but you know, we're going to have to deal with now 10 years of, uh, Rowling and her stupid comments yes for which, you know, a, another yeah. decade and it just will ne- it'll never end i mean we, we had the game that you know for all intents and purposes that that new game that came out was amazing but you know half of over half of the discourse around it was about how um the creator of this franchise which is you know the franchise itself is largely inclusive has it though problematic in its own ways it's got all sorts of weirdness that i think if you look literally any deeper than an inch you start scratching your head and being, oh, you know what? That is a little messed up. Um, but we now have to deal with this for another 10 years. And it's like nothing would have been better than having Harry Potter just kind of like as a, as a brand that's at top of people's brain. It's like, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be that way. It's, you know, it had its moment in the sun. Let let her disappear into the, in, in you know, with her billions of dollars. And hopefully we'll never have to hear from her again. And there'll be the odd Potter property, a new play or a new game or whatever. And that'll restart things every once in a while. But now it's going to be a constant thing all the time. And you know, she's not going to back down from her wackadoo stance and her, you know, cruel comments. And she's an executive producer and they're like, Oh no, we're going to make, you know, this is going to be more true to the books. I, you know, the, the, the sense that I get is that, you know, she is going to have more control over this than I think most people who have a stance on this want and i don't think that's going to help this show um as a as a property sure why not you know the you know recast it that'll be interesting obviously you can't bring the original cast back but maybe you do the you know you, you honor them in other ways um and uh you know sure but as a you know piece of of uh, the zeitgeist it's just kind of annoying that we have to deal with this now. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I heard the turf stuff and 
it's honestly, to me, it just amounts to being a troll, right? And this is, we have, we are inundated in our society today with troll people who just want you to pay attention to them. And they do it by saying mean, cruel things to people, by punching down and just being silly. And it's just a, the whole thing is silly. Like if that's really her opinion, she doesn't even need to talk about it on Twitter. It's not it's not affecting her. Right. So yeah. it's just it comes down to just being a troll and mean for no reason. And all these people who are like, it's my it's my right to free speech, to be an asshole and hurt people's feelings because I want to be a tough person on Twitter, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, but to me, yeah, that's part of it. It's unfortunate because she was, but on the artist side, I have to give her props that she never gave up rights to her characters. So she owns these characters and she, it's not like, because the people, you know, this company, Warner Brothers, made the movies that they can now do whatever they want. No, they needed her approval. And as a matter of fact, I read something that they basically kind of rushed to get her approval for this publicly to make this big announcement, right? Because this was yeah, going to be part of their content centerpiece to this business announcement about Max. How do I feel about that? It is what it is. I mean, we're, you know, hopefully she concentrates more time on making a good TV show or, and once a showrunner is chosen and writers, she'll just fade into the background again. It's like grim on game of Thrones. I never gave a shit what he said about game of Thrones. He's not, he, unless he wrote the episode, I don't care because once you, in my opinion, once you start to make something, you're making something new. So Sure. This story, kids love it. I know that it's something that even that inspires kids and it really does actually have a very inclusive message, which is why I think people are so taken aback by her statements, right? Um, I think go for it. Why not? It has been 20 years. Um, you know, I don't I think a lot of times I'm not a big fan of the IP train. It's just regurgitated ideas. Uh, someone on our Facebook page said, wouldn't this be so much better if they were putting all this money into doing the stand or doing a, (laughs) you know, like a story that we, they've been talking about doing for years. Wouldn't that be amazing? And I, I, I always feel that way. I always love original content over regurgitated IP, but this, my son will like this. I'll end up watching it. Hopefully the kids don't suck and they don't have to recast it every two seasons. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that's gonna be the challenge. That right? is gonna, gonna have to. You're gonna have to be producing this at a yeah. real clip. They should just recast. Honestly, they should cast. just find a, like three spots and recast or something. Or, and you know they'll end up saying it's gonna be so faithful, and then a showrunner will have a great idea that works better for a, a story that can be told over a season, and they'll change shit, and people will yeah, complain. Yeah, there's no, there's no I mean, satisfying everyone. Never, never. But, you know, you, you know, like I said, it, this the brand isn't going to go away. So yeah. sure, remake this, remake it as a show. Now, at, le- at least as a thought experiment, it's exciting to say, okay, well, you did it as movies, and you did it one movie mm-hmm. per book. So what does it look like as a show? And Agreed. that could give it. A, at least we can kind of compare and contrast, and that that at least in and of itself is interesting. 
I have um, a question but, for yeah. you, Julian. We were talking about Star Wars earlier, and one of the things that I heard, and I heard this from a couple different sources already, um, not not sources I have, but just like podcasts, reading, people coming up with this idea, this is going to spurn a new, because this is what, like it's just like we love the NFL. I know you're a fan of Canadian football, as is our, and my man Heath Solo is a huge Canadian football fan. Um, but you know, it's a copycat league is what people call say about the NFL and TV and film is a copycat league too. What would you, how would you feel if they remade star Wars as a TV series? Yeah. So Jeremy, my co-host on the tower Bible podcast has talked about this idea in the past. He's like, why not? Right. And Oh, you're I'm right. He has, minds on it. I like I like the idea. I'm on I'm on two minds of it, which is that, you know, the original film from nineteen seventy seven is dated, right? And they updated it in what, two thousand something, two thousand one, oh, late nineties, yeah. whatever when they, the 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 re release of that came out. And that in and of itself is now dated and has its own protractors and stuff. But I think that it will probably eventually happen one day. But it probably won't happen until Disney feels confident enough that they can reuse the original performances and um, you know digitally, basically. So oh, they don't recast okay. The Ooh, this is good. And they'll do it as a movie that is completely, um, you know, reimagined with modern technology, right? And then becomes much more in line with. The, the 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 visual stylings that we've seen from shows like Andor mm. and and stuff like that. So that you know they're not there yet. You know, obviously, if you've seen you know Luke in his kind of weird state as a kind of quasi digital oh, character, that was so you can bad. tell that they're not quite there yet. But it's closer than you think. Um, you know, it, like for instance, Vader, who uh, they've been um, using James Earl Jones's. They stopped using you know. James Earl Jones. Yeah, it's, quite his, old. it's AI voice now. Right. right? So it's his AI yeah. voice now, which works really well for Vader because it's already robotic in its own yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, it's basically for Obi-Wan, that's what they used, and it's seamless. Like, you can't tell the difference. So, you know, I think it's, mm. you know, we're, it's, it's a matter of when, um, not if, but uh, I don't think it'll be remade into a TV series. I would be, that would be shocking. I like your idea. That's, that's, you kind of like double technologied us here. Um, that they, that's interesting that after they did that, then they might go back. I'm all for it at this. I mean, I always think things work better. I think all of this genre stuff, DC, the only series that I think is better as films is like mission impossible. Uh, sure. because Tom Cruise, I don't think I could take that much running over a course of a series <laughs> sure, or, or his, probably would, his heart would probably explode. I know. So. Right. Yeah. Um, but I am a fan of the serialized television format more for those type of stories than I am for films. I think all of the Marvel films would have been better as TV shows. I think the Snyder stuff, I know, I know Jeremy likes it. I know you might be a little bit of a fan. I am on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think those are some of the worst pieces of well, I can't even call it cinema. It's just so dark and great. And I just, um, I used to be a big Snyder fan and actually I like when he does other things, 
but I didn't like any of the stuff he did. For, and I'm a big DC Batman fan too. I just didn't like any of that stuff. Um, but it still would have been better as a TV show. I mean, that that stupid black and white Snyder cut basically was a TV show. I mean, it was like three Four hours. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. It was like three and a half hours. They, I watched it like a TV show. I watched, I think, <laughs> over three or four nights. I watched the whole thing in one sitting, if, if you can believe wow. that. Wow. Um, you must have been really stoned, dude. Uh, probably. It is, it is legal <laughs> up here. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I have to say, I kind of liked it. I actually agreed that it, even though I made fun of the Snyder Cut ad infinitum, and I still will, it, it was better. So. Yeah, it is. It is an improvement. No, it was. there's no doubt. Yeah, the original release of Justice League was a bastardized version of the movie. It, yeah. the re-release was better, but the fact that we had to put up with years of whiny babies online, yeah, um, to get that's it, the was, world, right? Not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's what we <laughs> the, get the, the, from Star Wars and people my age saying, you know, you rape my childhood, you destroy, and it's like, yeah. You know, are, are your isn't your friendships more important than a movie? But then again, this well, this is this is how we live. I wouldn't mind it. I think if it was if they could do it, it was fun. Um, they'll do it. But I I kind of am more picking up on what you were putting down about remaking everything, but bringing it up to speed, like look wise, technology, CGI wise. Um. That would be interesting. And I almost think it's something that Lucas would go for because he did all those crummy special editions yeah. just because he, it, you know, it does feel, it does feel in line with something yeah, that you do. It does. Um, just like, you know, a, a, it's a, Hey, you know, here's the original performances. That's not coming, you know, in theaters again, the, the phenomenon star Wars, 19, you know, the 1977, you know, that movie, game changer but yeah like i said it's still dated so yeah i'm yeah. fine with that i just don't think it'll happen anytime soon um yeah. any other kind of stuff off the uh max yeah that, that yeah excited you? now i am very excited about this i think it's going to be fantastic because i'm a huge house of the dragon fan um but they have announced that they are going to be making uh the hedge knight duncan egg um, into a TV show. I guess it's going to be a, they say limited, but you know, they'll, they'll get as much out of it as that they can get sure. out of it. Um, I think this is great. I'm a, I think that house of the dragon was a absolutely top, whatever people say about this story. And I can understand it was, didn't it? Not as many characters different than game of Thrones. For me, it was my top show of the year. I thought it looked amazing. The production was top notch, the acting. So to do that with a, and Duncan egg is more, I haven't, I've listened to the first, I, I think I listened to the one called the hedge Knight Cause it's a bunch of different stories. And I, I thought it'd be, it'd make a great, it's a little bit more fun. Um, I think it, it, it doesn't tie as much into the huge overarching story. It's more personal. And I think that it, it's going to be really good. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, I mean, when we were covering the show, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, RIP, the final season, but um, we talked about Duncan Egg being kind of the nat, like one of the most natural spinoffs that you yeah. could do. Yeah. Right. It, you know, it just, it, it was, I don't, I've never read those. I've never read any of it. I, I prefer to, you know, and take it as a, as a show and review it and, and, and 
judge it as that. Um, I also really enjoyed House of the Dragon. You know, was you know, very much so. It's no Andor, which was my favorite show last year. Um, but yeah, it was um, very, very, very well done. And I think they've learned they they learned some lessons from mm-hmm. from the final season of couple seasons of Game of Thrones, and now they're kind of course correcting. Um, you know, speaking of things that could use a remake, uh, that final season would, would wouldn't couldn't hurt. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It won't ever happen, but it, it would. It would be nice of them to fix that. What is ultimately a pretty you can't you know, you know what stellar failure. It's it yeah you know I mean it's such a we've talked about it so many times on our different pods and there's just so there was so much involved at that time you just can't you have to accept it as it becomes the spectacle it becomes a different kind of show you know here's what you can do though. Here's what you can do, okay? So if you if you if you concede that it can never be redone, right? So what you do is this. Speaking of Star Wars, which is I'm always thinking about Star Wars. So you do the um you do the Star Wars method, which is to recontextualize the final ah. season by doing something like that Jon Snow sequel. Yes. By doing something yes. that is set, which I was surprised they didn't talk about at this. I thought they'd be further along with that show. That worries me well, a little bit. I, it, who, who knows if it'll ever happen? I, I think, to be honest, I think the character deserves it. But it'd be we'll, fun. we'll see. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a lot. Of, like I think that's kind of one of those legacy sequels, but like not far enough removed that it feels like a, a cash grab. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, just you know, I think people called the Picard series that, but the final season of Picard is actually amazing. So, oh, you know, the last episode it. was the best, yes. man. So good, right? The so much episode, fun. The, the second to last episode. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, Call it Great. fan service if you want, but it's nice to just celebrate the characters every once in a while. And, it and is. that's really what it feels like. Um, yeah, well, the, what but, I thought was great about that Star Trek episode, just as a side note, because I just watched sure. it last night, is that they mixed, there was fan service, but they also, the story they told was cool. Like they, they really got into it. And I think they I agree. injected something new, not just relying on the old stuff. And that made it more fun for me because star trek's always had a i'm a huge star trek fan and it's i they need they've you know it's very up and down for strange new worlds is great picard season three is great the first two seasons of picard are terrible uh the you know lower decks is um, literally one of the funniest shows it is it's very it's i've watched Um, some of that and and i've actually seen uh prodigy also Yes, I watched um, the first couple episodes. I, I should I yeah. should watch more of that. Um, so I, I I think Star Trek is in a very good place right now, and there's a lot of championing for there to be you know Star Trek Legacy is the I think the hashtag yeah, people are using with the kids to to, to get you know like spin off the you know Jordy's kids and yeah, you know Picard's kids it. and you know I think first of all those perfor- those actors are great <laughs> like say what you will I think the performances they're putting in are great. Obviously, the main cast is too old to carry their own show now. But you know, if you could create a this is their show, could, right? Well, well, I, I, I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't think they, they couldn't. You couldn't put them into a new syndicated 22 episode season. Mm, you never you know, know, man. Uh, you never no, know. No you there's never. No, there's no way they're all retired. I mean, like, so anyway, the, so that's one. <laughs> but you could pull. But if you do a show on their kids, you can pull them in in kind true, of interesting true. ways, and it gets and kind of yeah. Put them, you know put Picard back into a Starfleet uniform, which he's like almost never in, in his own show. True. Which drives me absolutely. Oh, wild. I like it. So number you know, two, get them, you know, get, 
get him. Oh, you know, we got to, you know, we, we got to appeal to your dad and you got to go talk to the admiral or whatever. <laughs> like that kind of stuff kind of, uh, kind of has its own, uh, uh, you know, works inherently. I mean, the, the kind of the legacy stuff just works inherently. I, yeah. So I'm a fan of that. I've been a big fan of season three. Terry Metalis, the showrunner, is um, clearly likes Star Trek, which is a nice, refreshing change for people making Star Trek to actually like it. Yeah. So um, I'm a yeah. Anyway, that's another big aside. But back to what I was saying about uh, Game of Thrones, which is you do uh, like a Clone Wars or Bad Batch or you know Rebels type show where it's set contextually in and around that same time and can give you more information, kind of justify some things that feel like odd decisions. By giving you information that that weren't that wasn't available you know, to you at I, the time of the final final season, it's an idea. But I think that the world is so so vast and so long as in time that there's a lot that they can just go somewhere different. You know, I mean, I I still I I, I, I love listening to the world of ice and fire and the other books, and there's just so many amazing stories. But let's keep it moving, because I don't want to keep oh, yeah, you here I agree. forever. Yeah. So yeah, this, yeah that's, um, uh, uh, what's it called? A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms yes. is the show. I'll be there for it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, I, do, you know, I think they know what they're doing now with Game of Thrones, so I'm, I'm confident that that'll work. Okay, what's next? Now, the next one is The Penguin, and they did release a little teaser, too. Uh, I did watch that. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a, a series centered on the villain, obviously the Penguin from Batman, but it it's basically a kind of um, offshoot of the last ba- The Batman, Matt Reeves movie, and it stars Colin Farrell. For me, I'm a bit over the superhero stuff, gotta admit. I mean, I'll tune in. I grew up reading comics. I've had, I've gone back and forth about Marvel, DC, whatever. I'm going to watch the new Flash movie that that has some other problematic stuff too. But I I heard it's really good. I'm always going to end up watching this stuff. I loved Peacemaker. Some of the stuff I loved. This to me is most appealing because it's Colin Farrell, and I think he's an amazing actor. I'm interested in what they do. Um. Are, how do you feel about this? I think Colin Farrell's performance as the Penguin in the Batman was transformative. Literally, Super because fun, he doesn't yeah. look anything like his, you know Colin Farrell, one of the best looking people <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. And now you know puts that makeup on, and uh, you know, first of all, props to Colin Farrell for you know committing to wearing that makeup over and over and over and over again for a show. Um, that is. That's that's probably a lot of time sitting in a makeup chair to make that stuff work, um, and I mean he's one of I think he's one of our best actors to be honest. I think he's never really been good at selecting his roles, um, but he was very good. I you know he's gotten better. Funny. He's gotten a lot yeah. better. They there was a a time when he was in like that Total Recall reboot. He was he you know and then SWAT exactly and then he kind of mm-hmm. pulled back from that Hollywood stuff. And if I understand correctly, it's about the same time. I think he quit drinking and he had like a kind of, I read some articles during the up, uh, the run up to the Oscars and he kind of re looked at his whole life and you've seen his roles. He's chosen some real, I mean the lobster and like the, a lot of great, Banshee's even a share and he's absolutely stellar deep film. So this I think is, it's interesting to me. And like I said, though, I'm literally more interested in Colin Farrell being in a TV show than I am in another Batman thing because it's like 
I don't know if people know this, but they made like three seasons about fucking Alfred being a spy or some shit that was like Uh on, I mean, they'll do, this has been so, and I loved Batman. I grew up reading, but I I still have hundreds of Batman comics. I don't give a shit about Batman anymore. Honestly, (laughs) it's so boring to me. How many Batman are we going to do? How many? He's, oh God, he's got psychological issues. Oh my God, he's Batman. Like, it's just so played out that I can only hope that the people involved in Farrell himself will rise above Batman for this. Well, okay. So here's the thing. So, that reads the Batman is a great Batman movie. It's the most interesting Batman thing we've had in a long, long time. It was um, fun. I liked it. Yeah. And and the Penguin as a character, Oswald Cobblepot, is, I think, perennially been underexplored, right? Obviously. Um, <laughs> DeVito didn't, wasn't and, enough for you? Yeah, DeVito's performance is not my <laughs> cup of tea. Like, that, that you know, that, that you know, s- stylized realism with him like having like no you're right though there's a lot of weird there's a lot of stuff about his appear his self-worth like the the power there there i think that there could be a lot to explore here yeah um so i'm in i'm in i even though i'm not super into the batman i'm in and here's the other thing which i've always thought is cool so the show gotham which is not good i'll just put it that way it had some cool moments and actually did a really good job of visual, like realizing a, a Gotham that was a mix between modern and kind of 80s uh, cities, you know, New York. But the and they did they spent a lot of time exploring Penguin as a character in that show in, in its own kind of like CW esque way. But um, it never really had Batman in it. It was you know set prior to Batman you know emerging as a as a as a hero in Gotham et cetera et cetera which you know I think that concept is now overplayed so the idea of just leaning into it and saying okay we're going to concentrate on the criminal underworld of Gotham which is obviously yeah. a fascinating thing Carmine Falcone and all the all the kind of crime bosses and all that kind of stuff is going to play into it and then having Batman being this kind of threat that it could be around any corner and they obviously lean into that in the matt reeves movie right you know at the very beginning that opening montage which is so cool where you know the criminals are afraid of the darkness because batman could be around you know in any shadow um is a compelling motivation for the goings on in a criminal underworld right when you have a batman character terrorizing your operations what does that mean for you as a criminal enterprise and what what kind of power vacuums does that create in which you know someone like uh an enterprising cobblepot can take advantage of that is a compelling story and i have faith in matt reeves to be able to realize that in a way that is interesting so yeah this is the most interesting thing product here for me we'll see we'll see well listen they they announced a couple other things but before we go I wanted to some true detective, which we've talked about on this show already. We're going to be covering it night country, which looks awesome. The regime with Kate Winslet Emmy nominations all around the sympathizer with Robert Downey jr. Playing like three different roles of Vietnam spy story. Love it. These all, these are all top notch actors, actors, people involved, writers, everything. Amazing. But since we're on the IP train, we were talking about Batman. Some news came out today that I wanted to get your fresh opinions on, Julian. 
Ooh, okay. as we exit the show, which is Amazon doing their own thing over here and finally deciding to use all the IP that they got from, what did they buy, MGM. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they paid $8.5 billion for, by the way. So they are have announced that they're going to do TV movies first, a series and then a movie and then maybe some movies and series. It's they just basically wanted to announce something. So they announced it. They said, you know, HBO, we can't let Max get all the attention. They're going to do a new Stargate RoboCop. Legally Blonde, Barbershop, The Magnificent Seven, Fame, The Pink Panther, Poltergeist, Creed, which is going to spawn an entire universe, film and TV sure. of, of boxing, because nobody watches boxing, but we're going to go on, make movies about it. Boxing and movies still hit, man. They still I do. Nobody likes yeah. boxing, but they all like MMA now, but no, but. And the Thomas Crown affair too. Oh, Poltergeist! Did I say Poltergeist? I think you did. I th- so some of these I knew, some of these I didn't. Thomas Crown affair, the the movie with Pierce Brosnan, which I know is a remake of a previous version of the, that movie. Yeah, Steve McQueen. One of my, yeah, it was one of my favorite movies. I love, I love the Thomas Crown affair. So sure, I'm not, I'm not precious about it. Go ahead and remake that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for RoboCop. I think unless you understand the satire that RoboCop is trying Thank to you. achieve, yeah. the original RoboCop yep. is trying to achieve, then don't even bother. You know, just just pack it in. I if think a lot of people, cool you know, show, not interested. You know? um, Verhoeven is like the Dutch John Carpenter, where mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that all of the films are satirical, deep. They're talking about their their ver- reflective and um, basically taking apart American capitalism society yeah. and RoboCop. The remake of RoboCop with Joel Kinnaman was yes. awful because they turned it him into terrible. some hero cop and blah blah. You know, it was ve- it, it was more of a redemption story for him than a sat than I'll buy that for a dollar, which is the RoboCop that we all love. Um, mm-hmm. So I agree with you. If they do a dark, uh, inventive, intelligent RoboCop, I'm in. I think that could be cool. The one I'm most excited about of all of these is I happen to think Stargate is awesome. Um, sure. I thought Stargate SGU, which I guess ran for two or three seasons. Was, was that was SG1? Am I thinking or, something else? Oh, maybe it's, I don't know what it was. Whatever, it's some acronym. Was, was great. I loved it with the guy from uh, uh, the English actor uh, yes, from all uh, those SG1. Danny Boyle movies. Um, I thought, so that's exciting to me. But again, this is just a lot more like Amazon never knows what it's doing. Um, and it seems to throw money at things like the Lord you know, the of the Rings that they series. They end up making are tend to end up being good. Which they're is not like terrible, but they're surprising. not. Are they great though? Was that Lord of the Rings series uh, great? It was not. I great. really, really enjoyed going back to Middle Earth and, and really that yeah, surprises really me. Okay, I did. I was pretty um, disappointed by the, that. The Boys is like a truly great. Boys show, is I fun. Think. 
Boys um, is fun, but they're spinning and, that off into four different things: cartoons, yeah, that I don't know about the, we'll college about I just, one. I, I do think that that Amazon, when they commit to something, it it does seem to turn out at least like maybe it's not the best version of it, what it could be. I mean, you know, maybe they haven't reached that yet, but um, it's it's certainly. I think more appealing than a lot of what's coming out of Amazon. It's just not as, con- you know, you just don't get Netflix, as much content as quickly. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Netflix. Pardon. Yeah. I, I, you know what, Julian, I would tend to agree with you because I think that Amazon also it has a reputation of giving money to people and letting them create and, and kind of holding back. I've heard in the, in the last couple of years and, maybe even longer than that, that Netflix does give more notes and they try to push people in certain ways, depending on the algorithm, uh, the algorithm, the they, algorithm yeah. just dictates what kind of show you make. And I just, that is not a I recipe agree, for success. Man. I'm sorry. But I think that if Amazon can take some of these things and do some fun, it's all about, I think at this point in time, with so much IP out there and it's not stopping because they're trying to get their bottom line up, right? Um, it is who they hand the keys to the car to, right? A story can be anything, but it's when you give it to the actual people who are in the writer's room, who are show running, who are making the show, it can turn out to be something that you'd never, like I'll mention Peacemaker again because I'm not a huge I'm not even a huge James Gunn fan. I think this guy is almost as insufferable as Zack Snyder now. He's on Twitter every 15 minutes. You have no idea what I'm making. It's going to be colossal. It's a fucking comic book, dude. You're making soap operas for boys. That's what comic books are. It's not that deep. Uh, Sorry. Even though I love them and I grew up on them too, they're soap operas, you know? Um, I think that... I, I don't know. We have to see who who gets to make this stuff. I hope with Stargate that they involve, I think, Emrick and the guys who originally made it. One of those guys is making a show on USA I really like called The Ark, which is like a sci-fi show um, that just got renewed for a second season. But um, do who any- knew USA was still in business? That's, yeah. the, that's really the Or no, it's sci-fi. That- it's sci-fi. Oh, okay. It's an actual sci-fi show on Sci-Fi Channel. Um, I think it could be a Poltergeist series could be fun, right? Maybe make. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like a lot like some of these IP. I mean, this will sound funny, but like Legally Blonde, I think is due for a revival. People love it. Barbie movie coming out, you know, and and this kind of you know, again satire. This ability to kind of skewer the 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 kind of our cultural misogyny or whatever you want to call it, it that you know legally blonde was ahead of its time when it did that and you could do it again now i you know I, there's i think mgm has always been poor not very good at, at handling their ips giving them to amazon and letting them explore potentials with them mm-hmm. is you know i you know it's better than them just sitting there collecting dust <laughs> well, that's true. And you know what? I'm glad I didn't collect dust today. I'm glad that I, I stirred up the dust chatting with you, my brother. This was very fun. Um, I hope to have you on again soon because, like I said to you offline, I'm moving soon and, and getting the office together. And I've already been doing a lot more pods. So um, I like the Friday News Roundup. It's a lot of fun. Julian, why don't you tell us again where people can find you? 
Sure. So head over to towerofbabble.ca. That's B-A-B-B-L-E, at Tower Babblecast on Twitter, Facebook, basically everything. We go live covering well, for the Mando finale. We'll be live Thursday night at around 7.30, 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, so you can tune in on Twitch or YouTube to watch that. Um, and then we'll be taking a little bit of Star Wars break. But after that, um, you know, we'll be back with, uh, you know, Ahsoka and all that, you know, relatively soon. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be covering uh, the, the the media news um, on uh, the main show. Uh, and you can find that, at, again, towerrebel.ca. Nice. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash dvr. We'll be back on Monday talking about Succession, baby. Peace.